And sure enough, you know, they made it work and I got a loan. I was like, there you go. That to me was a 100% miracle because no banker in their right mind would lend me money. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Women Creating Wealth. If you are looking at a situation where you want to create some wealth. Today, we're going to talk about mindset. Now, you might say, I have my mindset just fine. I don't need your crap. So then my question to you is, okay, so are you already a millionaire? Do you already have, or even if you're not a millionaire, do you already make a lot more passive income than you can spend in any given amount of time? So if you're already making more than you're spending and that you're making that money passively, then you're right. You probably do have your mindset all set and you can just like go on to the next episode. But for me, I think most people, and I include myself in that, right? I mean, this journey of uh, getting better and improving myself, you know, I started a lot of this when I was 50 and I'm going to be 60 in a few months. So it's kind of poignant to me. I want to circle back to it and think about all the ways in which my mindset has shifted and what kinds of things I've done to facilitate that. And hopefully you can take a few pearls from this. Even if you just take one thing and implement it, it could make a huge difference for you. And that's my goal is to give you an opportunity to create a life and a wealth and a, you know an income stream that you want. So how do you begin? One of the things, one of the big things that I did is I started reading Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And you can say, oh, read that. Well, you know, it's not a Robert Parker mystery. It's it's the kind of book where the more often you read it, every time I read it, and I know people who have read the book 30 times, every time they read it, something new pops out at you. It's like, when did they put this in the book? I've read this five times and I never saw this line because you weren't ready to see it. So you can do this. If you read two pages of Think and Grow Rich every night, you'll read the book twice in a year. And that should still give you plenty of time to read other books that are also going to increase your, improve your mindset, improve your business, get you thinking in different ways. So that's something that I'm encouraging you to do is every night before you go to bed, refuse. I don't care if I get home at two o'clock in the morning, I am pulling out that book and I write, I read two pages of Think and Grow Rich every single night. And then I write a, just a little paragraph in my gratitude journal. So at the end of every single day, I look back and I say, what happened today that I can be grateful for? And I have literally come home in the wee hours. I mean, I don't stay up late a lot. You know, I, I get up really early. So I usually go to bed before 11. But I don't care what time I've got home. I've one one night. I don't remember where I was. I had gone out to with um, I, we'd taken my mom to a concert, and we got back in the car, and we were both hoarse from singing along and just you know having a great time together. And so that night, even though I got home really late, I had I I had a lot to write about. 
I had a lot to be grateful for, you know, the, the, our good health and the fact that, you know, she's in her 80s and we're going to rock concerts together and the fact that I'm in my 60s and I'm going to, you know, I'm still out there having fun and that there are just so many things when you start to look, when you start to think about it. Like I've, I have had people say to me, I don't have anything to be grateful for. Well, okay. There's probably a lot of bad shit happening to that person, right? But let me ask, I ask them, when you woke up this morning, could you see anything? You know, are your, do your eyes work? Could you hear the alarm clock? When you swung your legs over the side of the bed by yourself with no help and put, were you able to put your two feet on the floor and feel the floor under your feet? I mean, there's so many things that you take for granted and not everybody has these things. Not everybody has, not everybody can see, not everybody can... I mean, I think about my dad, you know, had a stroke and he couldn't swing his own legs off the bed to get out. I mean, that's something that I bet almost everybody listening takes for granted. But it's, it's, a, it's special. It's fantastic. Can you feel the sun on your face? You know, can you see the sky? There, just start with the smallest things, you know. Were you able to have, did you have enough food on your table? You know, every time somebody right now complains about gas, I say, I'm so grateful that I can afford to fill my gas tank. People can't, right? Some people are not able to do that. Some people are sleeping in the subway to keep warm. Some people are going to the library to keep warm, right? These are, there are definitely people out there who are a lot worse off than you are. So just stop and be grateful for the fact that you have these things that are so big. They're so big right? How would your life change? How important would it be to you that you didn't have a new pair of shoes if you couldn't even swing your own legs out of the bed, right? All of a sudden, these problems would just, it would diminish so much. It would be completely meaningless. If you couldn't see, how important would the fight that you had with your ex or your spouse or your kids or whatever, how important would that be if you couldn't even see, if you open your eyes and everything was just a blob? I mean, think about your life. Think about how fantastic it is. And just start that, right? If you do this every night, just write one sentence like, I'm just glad I didn't croak today. I'm happy I didn't get hit by a bus. Just think about it. Think about how much worse things could be. There's a guy who used to be a paratrooper and he you know, he's on crutches, he's, he can hardly walk, and he gets this idea or somebody tells him, oh, you should do yoga, right? So he decides to do, he starts doing yoga, and he goes from being able to, not even being able to walk, and he, he he's, there are pictures of him starting to do the yoga and just tipping over and just having a really miserable time, but he, persistence, okay? There's Napoleon Hill, like, number one, persistence. He just kept doing it just kept doing it day after day, day after day. He kept doing his little yoga practice. And by the end of it, he was jogging. Okay. I, oh, I called it the ending, but he, you'll still, you'll love what it's, it's a tear jerking. And there's so many other videos like that. Just people who don't have a 10th of what you have and how they're overcoming those obstacles and being the people that they could be inside the person who's, there's a fantastic, amazing person inside of you who's waiting to come out. Now, does that just require that you get some more money? Maybe, maybe it's that easy. All you need is some more money. Pfft, that's nothing. That's nothing. 
Maybe it required you to become a different person because that's what mindset is all about, right? If someone just, you know, why do the, the vast majority of lottery winners end up with either the same amount or less money after winning the lottery after 10 years than they did when before they won? They just aren't ready. They just aren't mentally ready to accept and to see themselves as wealthy, successful people. So once you get ready, the money just comes. You don't have to do anything else. You just have to be ready. It's like painting the bedroom before the kid is born, right? You're ready for the child. You put the crib in, you put the bedding, you get the new pillows, you get a little, you know, mobile that's going to swing around the top of the crib, whatever. You, You get everything in place and then the child appears, I mean. It's not that simple, but it's the same kind of thing. And the reason that you do these things, right? You're not, in general, you're not painting a room blue because you hope someday to get pregnant, right? You are doing this because you have faith that this child is on its way. You can see the belly coming or you are aware of that the adoption is happening and you have faith that this child is going to be born and they're going to live in this room and they're going to flourish and they're going to play with that mobile. And And if you can have that same kind of faith about money, if that same kind of faith about this dream job or this, you know, the idea of investing, this idea of starting your own business, whatever it is that you have a dream to do, if you can just act in faith that same exact way, that thing that you want will 100% materialize. And I'm a perfect living example of that because I started this business, right? I started this co-working space and I said, oh, look, I'm going to do this co-working space. And I had a budget that I had based on projects that I had done on residential properties being completely, and this is all on me, this is 100% on me, completely ignorant of how much more things would cost doing a commercial transaction. So my budget, which was $20,000, has been, I I 10x that, (laughs) right? But I didn't have the money. So people are doing work and I'm just like, I know that this money is going to come. I know it. I know that I wouldn't have been led to this path. I 100%, and it's not, it's not like a, I guess it's kind of a woo-woo thing, right? It's a kind of a a woo-woo sort of thing. I'm not religious. I don't go to church. I don't, it's not that kind of a knowing. It's just a knowing that, you know, my inner being, my life would not have led me to this place if it didn't intend for me to succeed here. So I just kept doing it. And, you know, someone said, well, you know, how are you going to pay for this or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know yet, but I know it's coming. And sure enough, I went to an event that I just was sort of drawn to go to. And I, three amazing, miraculous things happened to me at that one event. And one of them was that basically someone offered me a loan that it was a banker. And I don't have an income right now, right? I don't have an income. And so because I sold everything to buy this property and I'm all in here. And I said, you know, I, I was thinking about it this morning. I said to the guy, I said, I don't have any you know, income at the moment, I have a business plan, and I have some assets, but I don't have any actual cash flow. So I don't think your bank would want to give me a loan. And he said, Well, you know, tell me about the assets. So I told him about the building and, you know, my primary residence and this building and the business itself and things like that. And he goes, Oh, I think we can make that work. 
And sure enough, you know, they made it work and I got a loan. I was like, there you go. That to me was a 100% miracle because no banker in their right mind would lend me money. And this was just a normal business loan. It wasn't like some, you know, loan shark. And it just happened. And I didn't, once I met that guy, I never doubted that I was going to get that loan. Not for a minute. Because I just felt so certain that I was led to that event. And I was led to that guy because I was walking around and I hadn't got anything to drink yet. And I said, and I kept hearing this voice in your head, aren't you thirsty? Aren't you thirsty? I'm like, yeah. And I literally said to myself, to that voice, I said, yeah, I am thirsty. And so I went to the bar and that guy was standing at the bar. So it's just listening to that voice, but it's also, it's becoming a person who is brave enough to do this, who, I mean, you know, when he asked me about that, I didn't say, oh yeah, because he's, what he asked me was, what is the biggest challenge that you have in your business right now? And I said, just like every other small business, it's money, it's cash flow. And so we talked about it. And I had just that morning been thinking about my assets. And another person who wasn't ready would have just said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have the money and I'm probably going to just go bankrupt and that's going to be the end of it. Well, that's bullshit, right? I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm here. I'm making this thing work. I remember one time I went at a different business that I was doing. I've been doing weird, you know, various businesses for a long time. And at that time I had a score counselor and I was telling him about my business. Oh, I'm going to be importing stuff from Morocco and Egypt and it's going to be really amazing and blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, what do you do? What's your backup plan? And I said, my what? <laughs> My backup plan is don't screw it up. <laughs> I mean, that's not much of a backup plan. But it, if you are planning, they say hope for the best and plan for the worst. And that's not bad advice. I, I don't happen to take it, you know, per se. But I don't know. All I want to say to you is that mindset is everything. Because it's who you become along the way. So read the books learn the stuff, invest. Actually, I just interviewed a guy from my other podcast, which is the Get Your Fill Financial Independence and Long Life podcast. I interviewed this guy and unfortunately his episode isn't going to air till God knows when because I'm way ahead on those. But one of the things that he said was invest in knowing. Invest in knowing, right? Invest in yourself. Invest in knowing how things work. No matter what it is that is your dream, no matter what you are trying to do, Someone has done it and they have succeeded at it. And I'm willing to bet that at least one of those people has written a book about it. So invest in knowing, invest in that book, read that book, not just once. Don't just like read it the way you would read like a mystery novel, read it, take notes, take every action that they tell you to read, that they tell you to take in the book. Thinking Grow Rich, I can't even tell you how many times I read that book, never doing anything that he tells you to do in the book. And one time, one day I said to myself, hmm, maybe I should do this, uh, you know, this affirmation thing. <laughs> like, oh, you think? <laughs> Don't just read it like you would read a novel. You have to take all the actions that they tell you to take in that book. So, when he tells you to write down, you know, to memorize the self-confidence formula and to say it at least once a day, freaking do it. 
And when he tells you to write down the exact amount of money that you hope to, that you want to uh, accumulate and in what time period and what you're going to do to get that money, write it down. Say it morning and night exactly the way he tells you to do it because if you don't, don't bother reading it. Don't bother. You've got to do the work because you're changing your mindset. Again, you, it's not it's not the book. It's who you become along the way. It's how are you embodying this idea of yourself as a successful, wealthy person who has enough money to do anything they want, right? Who has the money to say, oh, friends, let's go. You know, I was telling you about the prosperity game, right? I got to the point where I had, I don't even know how much money I had to get rid of, like $500,000 that I had to get rid of in a very short amount of time. So I started looking for the most expensive hotel room in London and a private jet. And so the most expensive hotel room I could find in London is really, of course, it's more of a suite. It's huge. It's much bigger than my house. It's about it's about the size of the space here. Might be even a little bit bigger, more than 6,000 square feet. And so I said, and I at first I was like, that's wasteful. Okay, that was the old little voice talking. Well, that's wasteful. You don't want to do that. What do you need nine bedrooms for? And I thought, I don't need nine bedrooms for myself, but I can invite friends. So I said, it's going to be myself. It's going to be 18 of us to go on this trip. We're all going to hop into the private jet and we're going to have a week in London in this beautiful, fantastic suite. And we're going to go have to go, go to the shows. We're going to you know, get driven around in a limo. We're just going to have a fantastic, amazing, remarkable time. And that's a way for my brain to understand that it's okay to have more than you just need to live, right? Maybe you get an extra thing, right? You get to buy something that you don't need right this minute, or you get to have an experience that's just like going to be amazing. It's not wasteful, right? I mean, I grew up with very, we were always, you know, scrimping and saving. And so those, that's hardwired in there, right? You, you, you have to bypass some circuits to get to the point where you're saying to yourself, it's okay for me to spend 30,000 pounds a night on a hotel room in London. And it, it, because it's going to be an amazing experience, right? It's not just me by myself lolling around in nine bedrooms, right? You have to do the work to get your brain to the point where you're bypassing those circuits that say rich people are bad and it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to go to heaven, right? It, th- those little stories, you know, are not helping you. They're not helping you money is energy. It's just energy. That's all it is. So that energy can be converted into anything you want it to be, right? There's only matter, right? There's only whatever there's like, there's energy and there's, so everything that, that is here is energy. This, you know, this bottle is made of energy and this phone is made of energy. So if I have money, why can't I convert it into a phone? Why can't I convert it into a water bottle? And essentially I can, right? There's an intermediary process where I send the money over to the phone company and they send me the phone or whatever, right? I bring it to the Verizon store or whatever I'm doing. But all you're doing is you're converting your ideas into money. So your ideas come to you and you implement those ideas and those ideas generate wealth 
and that wealth turns into other stuff. Thoughts become things. Watch The Secret. Listen to Bob Proctor, all the things that he has to say about law of attraction. Listen to Abraham Hicks, who talks a lot about, who talks almost exclusively about law of attraction and how thoughts become things. So this, I urge you to take some action this week that will just take one step closer to improving your mindset and getting you to a point where you can accept yourself as a wealthy person. Now, I know if you've listened to this podcast before, you probably like more money mindset crap, Chris, really? Yeah, because it's the most important thing. It's the groundwork. It's the foundation. You know, you, you have a hole in the ground. Now you've got to pour a nice, strong foundation into that hole so that you can build a beautiful building. That's how it all begins. Please let me know how you made out. Please let me know in the in the show notes on uh, YouTube. Let me know what you're doing to improve your mindset. A couple things. Read lots of books by people who are into that kind of thing. And number two, join a mastermind group because people around you can be toxic. If you're saying, oh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really successful. And other people are going, oh, you stop with that shit already. Shut up, sit down. You know, you, 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 your, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. You know, you, you can't, you don't deserve to have this. Those are not the people you want to hang with. You want to hang with other people who either have already achieved what you want to achieve or who are doing that with you so that you can come together and you can achieve together and blow it all out of the water. And you're going to encourage each other instead of breaking each other down. You don't need anybody who's going to bring you down. You've got enough of your own little tapes in the back of your head that are going to take care of that for you. So surround yourself with people, right? Jim Rohn, you are the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. What does that mean? You have to abandon your family and get adopted by someone else? Maybe. (laughs) Or maybe you just have to shut the door of your, shut your ear doors when you're around those kind of people. And just don't tell them your plans, right? Napoleon Hill says, tell the world what you intend to do, but first show them, right? First show them. So do it. And then you can tell them, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to be wicked freaking successful. All right? Women, you can create wealth. And I would love to hear how you're doing it. Love to hear how you're impacting yourself and your family with these great ideas. And if you're doing something really fun and special, shoot me a note and we'll have you on the show. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. And let me know, like I said, what you're reading and what you're doing and how you're, because you don't have to read if you don't like to read. Listen, Thinking Grow Rich is on a tape. You can, it's on YouTube for free. You can just listen to it hour upon hour. You can put it on as you're falling asleep. Just do something because doing nothing got you where you are. So now it's time to walk in a new direction. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.